Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. Now, if you've listened to our interviews, we discussed Joseph's book, Terror Strikes, Coming to a City Near You. You heard him ask or heard me ask him to come back on the podcast today to discuss the pros and cons of, and details of self-publishing. Joseph Leonard has published this book and folks it it can't be a more timely book in my opinion. And if you missed the two episodes where we discussed his book in detail, you need to go back and listen and get caught up because today I'm going to be quizzing him on helping us learn the processes for one, writing the book, two, getting it published, and three, getting it distributed. So let's jump into this interview now. Joseph, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come back on the podcast today and, and join us for this type of uh, interview. I have to admit, this is not one that I normally do, but I was just moved by the Lord to, to, to try and, and help our listeners understand the details that go into writing a book and publishing a book. Yeah, well, it's not an interview that I normally do either. I'm obviously <laughs> focusing on mainly promoting my book, but uh, it, it, I feel it important to share these types of things with others and help them uh, get something out if, if possible. And in just about my book for a second, you mentioned Timely, and in case they didn't watch those other interviews, not just regarding terrorism, but other things going on oh, yeah. in the world today, and especially our country. Uh, there's a lot of sub-themes in this book. Mm, yeah, so absolutely. It's timely yeah. in many regards. But yeah, regarding writing, I'm, I will be glad to hopefully help others with their thoughts and uh, encouraging them to potentially have a book out. Amen. Yeah. Cause I know, I know there's a lot of people I talk to that time. Well, yeah, I'm thinking about writing a book and, you know, but the, the Lord's put it on their hearts, but they're not really sure how to go about it and, and what the publishing options are and all that. So let's go ahead and, and get on this first. Let's discuss just writing the book. I mean, then we get into the publishing aspect. So we see movies and things like that where, you know, the writer goes off to a mountain cabin for like six months or, you know, they go on a cruise or something like that. And, and when they come back home, they got this novel finished. And, you know, I mean, is that realistic? Is that what you had to do? Well, unless if you're independently wealthy <laughs> and can afford to do that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a nice, dramatic uh story kind of the book within the book like i have uh where the author does that but yeah no we all have lives and that's not realistic and uh 
like I said, I deal with a book within a book, kind of my process behind the scenes of writing a book through my character, Martin, who's writing a book. You, you have to just set aside times here and there where you can sit down to write your book and whether you want to write it out manually or, you know, digitally, it's a lot easier to do it digitally, obviously, because you can insert things here and there, cut and paste from one location to another when you think, well, yeah, this is good, but it kind of belongs here rather than there, Mm -hmm. than if you're writing things out. But uh, some people do like to see actual written words on pages and you can still do it that way you know put together thoughts on paper uh and then sort your paper later uh but you just have to set a time side time or in my case i have the time i i'm not working and i don't have family here at home so I could just write when the spirit moved me to write. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an interview like this is going to be different, difficult because everybody's situation is different. And like most people do have lives. So like Martin in my book, you're going to have to just block time away to be able to dedicate to your writing. and. You may have a story like for me, my stories managed to come to me in my dreams. Now, maybe you had a dream that you could turn into a book or maybe you're just somebody who wants to write about your family. Maybe you're not, you know, you can write something that would be something for your family to have part of a family legacy that wouldn't be a internationally published thing but you could still write down uh, still sit down and do that now like you know a, a family story or a memoir generally would only have wide appeal if it's from a celebrity you know a Hollywood celebrity or a politician someone who's well known uh Something like that, your family story is not likely to sell, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't write it. And you could go to a lower end cost self publisher like Outskirts and have that published and get yourself a hundred copies for your friends and family. Mm-hmm. So it, it all depends. Got to do the Marco Rubio thing again. I'm okay. I took a uh, sinus pill last night, so I'm all dry. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it all depends. And you can start off with perhaps short stories. And if the short stories are related, you can then combine those, your characters. Uh, they don't even necessarily have to interact together. It can be kind of two separate stories under a main story umbrella to create a novel. 
So it all depends on your situation, but by all means, I do want to encourage people who feel they have a story in them to do it. Mm -hmm. If for no other reason than your own personal self-fulfillment, the accomplishment that it gives you. Right. So should they just set aside time to write like one chapter a day or one page a day? Or, I mean, is there a set amount uh, that you should be trying to achieve or what? It will all depend on them and their situation and whatever kind of makes them comfortable. And let me add one last thing to the other thing. Maybe uh, a technical, not a manual, but something related to your work could also be developed into a book. Uh you know, kind of a tips and tricks built into a storyline. But yeah, whether you write, scribble just a few lines when they come to you, have a notepad with you. Uh, Even if you're going to put it on, you know, do it in Microsoft Word. And I would recommend if you're going to do it, do it in Microsoft Word. It is the most widely accepted uh, form uh, that a publisher will take to then convert that in, you know, into PDF form and then ultimately your book. But yeah, scribble notes when they come to you and then input them. Write a paragraph at a time if that's what comes to you. And then if you you know you have the time to then try to expound on the paragraph to turn it into a chapter that's great uh but again it's going to all depend on you your time availability your situation uh but by all means yeah you know notes here and there paragraphs here and there when you can and set aside a day uh every now and then uh, you know, because book doesn't have to come out tomorrow. It right. could take a year. It could take three years. In my case, I started writing Carrot Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You in 2006. Mm, I yeah. got half the book <clears throat> done, and then I picked it up again last year and wrote the other half. <laughs> so, you know, okay. yeah. put a hard deadline on yourself. Write when you can where you can and let it just come and when it's done it's done and though i say when it's done it's done there's no such thing really as a book being finished (laughs) there's always something you could add something you could change you know but there comes a point where you have to say yeah this will work this is good enough and let it go what about character development because in your book, Terror Strikes, your character is Martin, Detroit newspaper reporter. How long did it take you to develop that character? Well, again, for me, it was easy because he came to me in my dream. So I then just developed additional storyline and backstory and character around him based on my values, mostly my values. Uh as a Christian, I made my character a Christian. Uh, so you shouldn't directly copy somebody's life. 
but people around you, you can borrow aspects of different people you know to incorporate as that person's character, their principles, their values, their life, their job. Uh, I studied journalism in, in school. Uh, I didn't go into that field. So that became part of my character because it made sense for this story. And having him as a journalist write a book on terrorism because it makes more sense than my actual background being in information technology, writing a book about terrorism. Right. You know, people won't quite see the connection there. <laughs> right. Is, is there a, like a set writing style for the different types of genres, you know, fiction, religious books, novels, etc.? cetera? And, and tell us about your writing style and how you developed it. Yeah. Well, like I said in our other interview, there are usually formulas and their sites that you can learn about writing and getting insights and tips and tricks. Uh, there's a site called Readsy, R-E-E-D-S-Y. I recommend them. And also you can get tips and tricks and find people you can ask questions of. Uh, if you want to do a Christian book, there's Faith Writers. You can Google for faith writers, and that's a group. And you can pick ideas with people, and they can give you tips, tips, you know, and suggestions if you're writing a faith book. Uh, also, you could directly go to Upworks is a site, mm -hmm. and there's also Goodreads, which mm -hmm. is associated with Amazon. So write down those Readsy, Upwork. Goodreads, Faith Writer, those are places way beyond uh, our discussion today that people can get help and additional support. And if you want to reach out to me, feel free to go to terrorstrikes.info and hit the contact tab. Send send me uh, an email. I'll be happy to Amen. you know go back and forth with you on that. Amen. Amen. So you take the time, you write your chapters, and finally, you believe the book is finished, or is it really? I mean, once you right. have the first draft completed, do you then take it to an editor, or you begin to self-edit it first? Well, obviously, you should self-edit as much as you can. You have to. I cannot express enough that you have to have somebody else edit your work, because we all do this. Our, it's just kind of the way our brains work. It's our material. So when you're reading something you wrote, sometimes you will accidentally gloss over something that you wrote because when you're reading it back, you accidentally see what you expect to see because you wrote it. You know what you meant to say, even if it isn't what you said. And here's a Good example from my book. I write it over and over and over. And, and here's the danger of doing things digitally. If you have autocorrect or like maybe you use your phone, you can use voice to text dictation. And that screws things up or autocorrect. You can be typing a word and it'll autocorrect yeah. for you and you not notice it. 
I had, uh, oh, I had it written down. I should have had it ready for uh, strains of veins landed up in my book that I handed over to my copy editor. And he's like, is this supposed to have some obscure, significant meaning? You're going to need to further explain it. And I said, those words don't belong there. Strains <laughs> of veins was supposed to be strands of vines. Because <laughs> it takes place in a chapter dealing with the Vietnam War. And strands of vines were used to hide tripwires. But somehow it got autocorrected in all my times self-editing. I never caught that it said strains of veins. So there is a, a, a good example of why you cannot be the sole editor of your book. <laughs> so you, know, you just can't set it aside for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, then go back and read it fresh again because your brain is just going to keep. It's still wired uh, to often see what you thought you said, right? But you are correct in that that is the best approach when you are self-editing. Don't write something and think you're going to edit it the next day. You need to, like you said, set it aside a week, then come back trying to carefully read it. And I suggest you blow up the page. Like in Microsoft Word, you have the option of expand shrinking or expanding the size blow up the page to 150%. So those words are glaring at you from the page and go read them slowly one word at a time through the whole sentence then read the sentence back in full read it aloud also verbalizing it can make a big difference in like, well, it may not be grammatically correct, but it sounds okay that way, that, and that's mm -hmm. okay. Or you read it back aloud and say, you know, it, telling that to someone in, you know, in a conversation, that really doesn't work well. I need to reword that. Mm -hmm. Okay, amen. How many edits do you usually go through before you decide to turn it over to someone else? Well, I write mine dozens of times. Yeah. And again, it goes back to, is your book ever really finished? And every time you edit, because you're the author, you also wind up saying, seeing things like, oh, well, like I said, that doesn't quite read right. I need to change that. And that may start the thought, well, I need to expand that sentence, break it out of that paragraph and make it its own extended paragraph. So. There's that problem is you're not just editing. You'll wind up thinking of additional things mm -hmm. to put in, which then extends the process because then days later, you need to go back and edit what you added to make sure it flows well or says what you want it to say. So okay. at some point you do have to accept, okay, I've got to stop adding things and just edit. And, you know, spell check also doesn't always catch things. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
the two conundrum, T-O, T-O-O, T-W-O. Now, the obvious ones where a number is expected and you use T-O or maybe you just typoed it, right? You put uh, T-O where the word T-W-O belonged. Spell check won't catch that. Because the word is spelled correctly. That's why you need to go through editing it really slowly and making sure the words are spelled right. A grammar checker will catch some of those, but grammar checks still aren't smart enough to catch everything. Uh, uh, Sometimes like strains of vines, of (laughs) veins, it's spelled correctly. It's grammatically correct. (laughs) It's just completely the wrong set of words. (laughs) At what point do you begin looking for a publisher for your book? Uh, After you've edited it a few times and and you feel the story is as ready as it can be, because, again, you're never done. You've got to just put in your mind, okay, this is ready enough because uh, I'm sure even Stephen King and Tom Clancy look back on their novels and say, oh, you know, I could have put that or, you know, this could have been different. So you just have to come to an acceptance at some point. And that, again, is going to be different for every person. It's going to depend on your genre. Uh Now, obviously, you have to avoid plagiarism. Uh, And this goes back to even the original question about your story. You can copyright words collectively and a title, but you can't copyright an idea. So if your genre, you can borrow ideas from other people's books, as long as you're putting your own spin and everything is in your own words. Now, obviously, don't take somebody else's character. That would be plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. But Amen. Uh, there comes a point where, yeah, you, you've got to say, this will do and let look for a publisher. Uh, generally would say, let them Uh, assign an editor for you it's Mm. best to have a publisher that has a working relationship with an editor Mm. and then an editor may come back and say you know maybe you need to expand on this or you kind of went overboard explaining this and cut it down a little bit so a certain amount of editing there but you don't have to be completely through your edit your self-editing process to look for a publisher because that can take some time. And it is and it's going to depend on you and your book. Now, what are the I different publishing for, options though? Yeah, I, I'm, I was just going to go okay. there. You as a first time author are not going to be signed by Harper Collins. <laughs> it's just the way it is. The big firms now potentially, let me add this caveat. If you've got a trilogy in you and you can write one book and at least part of the second book and have an outline for the third book, maybe 
one of the traditional higher level established publishers will take a chance on you, but still likely not. They tend to stick with, you know, established authors Mm -hmm. or celebrities. Again, people who are nationally or internationally known. So you're likely going to have to go the self-publishing route, which is not a dirty term. It's come a long way from where it was. Now, that then is going to mean it's going to depend on your budget. Uh, Are you doing that family memoir thing, a family legacy thing? Well, it's not going to sell a bunch of books. So I would suggest a company like Outskirts. They're a fairly well-established company, but on the lower end of the scale. Um, And, you know, you can easily find them. Or again, I mentioned Readsy and Goodreads and Upworks. You can go through them and they can help you find a publisher that's good a good fit for you. I myself went with, uh, I was between two, that, and I would recommend either, but they're both higher-end publishers. Now, they're going to cost you more up front, but as the saying goes, you get what you, you pay, what you for. pay for. Yeah. <laughs> right? Amen. So you're yeah. going to get higher-quality <laughs> graphics people. They have access to a lot more uh, things, uh, you know, they're going to give you a high quality copy editor, uh, so that your book's going to look and feel like a Harper Collins book. And I was down to two Dorrance and a Lumify Media. And the reason I say that is because I have friends, two friends, Bruce Flory, who wrote the book, The Negro Project which is about Margaret Sanger and her founding of Planned Parenthood, mainly to exterminate Black children, which is why still to this day, they are mainly in urban neighborhoods. But Bruce Fleury published The Negro Project on Dorrance Publishing, so I knew he had a good experience with them. And another friend, Pat Colbeck, who was a Michigan state senator wrote a book called Wrestling Gators through Illumify. So I knew they had good experiences. And I ultimately went with Illumify Media because Michael Plesson offered to me something Dorrance couldn't. He created a wholly new subsidiary under Illumify called McHenry Press. And my book is now the answer to a trivia question. Terror Strikes is the first ever book published on McHenry Press. So I kind of had that added promotional material. But if you've gotten my book or if you go to Amazon, there is a look inside the book preview. Now, the Kindle version doesn't even look as good as the printed version, but you can peek inside the book and see the quality mm-hmm. that like Dorrance and Illumify can provide for you. Okay. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Joseph Leonard. He's sharing information with you with a behind the scenes point of view on getting your book published. I know from talking every day with people 
all the time on this program. There are many people who are looking to publish their first books, but they're just not sure of how to go about doing so. Well, Joseph M. Leonard has given you the information to do just that. He is graciously sharing this information with you for free, praise God. But I'm going to put the link to his book, Terror Strikes, coming to a city near you, down below in the show notes. Show him your gratitude for this valuable information by ordering your own copy of this very important book for the day and time which we, in which we live. Order Terror Strikes Coming to a City Near You today. And don't forget to come back for the conclusion of this interesting interview with Joseph M. Leonard. Until next time, this Pastor Bob reminds you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.